We still got about 15 minutes until the bell. Let's talk some Bitcoin. That's where we've got a little volatility as the king of crypto assets pushed to a record and then slipped. Bob Ichino is with us, founder and chief strategist of Path Trading Partners. Bob, we chatted about BTC before I went to Vegas and uh, I'm still around so we can keep talking about it now. Uh, looking at the uh, double tap, you were looking for the double tap in the breakout. We got the double tap, but a fake out, Bob. What happens now? First of all, I thought you were calling me the king of crypto. <laughs> Sorry, not so, quite yet. Yeah, probably never. <laughs> looking at this. But as good as a candidate as anybody who comes on the show. Well, I appreciate that, and I'm recording this, so it's. <laughs> You look at the way Bitcoin behaves, and this is really nothing new. We talked about it before. I always like to see a breakout, a test, and then have that breakout hold. That did happen, and then we fell, as you just mentioned. That's sort of the fake out that you mentioned. Now, to me, it's not necessarily a buy at those levels, although I did buy some after that uh, move back up, got out of those. Mm. I think we can go another 16% lower, and that's not that much for this particular asset. You look back to, April of 2021, when we first hit, what was it, 65,000? Yeah. We promptly fell 55% from there. Go into September through October, rallied back up to, I'm going to guess was around 52, 53,000, fell about 22% from there. It seems like anytime Bitcoin becomes a conversation, there's people taking profits, there's entities mm. taking profits, and it's in the infrastructure bill now, it's in the Build Back Better plan or whatever all those, they all blend together. After well, to your point, we got the ETF, that long-awaited ETF kind of marked the top again. It seems like we keep getting these examples of when market structure events coincide with the short-term peaks. Bitcoin is not a mature market from a perspective of the people who engage in it on a daily basis. Now, that's probably going to be taken wrong, and I'm probably going to get some deep hate for this, but sometimes it looks like there's not an adult in the room. We really rally towards these events, and then when the event is over, it's almost like they look around and say, what's next? And I personally don't treat Bitcoin that way. I've mentioned before that I would buy some on that breakout and pull back, and I did, got out of those. I still have the core position, which I don't think I don't think we'll know each other long enough for me to tell you that I sold that core position. And then 48,000, 51,000, where I think it can go on this particular rotation that we're having, I'll buy more to put in that core position. It's not the kind of thing that when something happens, you see people looking for the reason that it happened. And oftentimes the reason is people are just selling an event. So Bob, what happens if there is another big downturn, as you point out, the potential here for another big slide? Because what would be very unique, and I haven't run the numbers on this, but I can say pretty confidently from studying this chart all the way back many times around, that there's not a lot of examples uh, any, there's no examples of making a high a couple thousand, you know, a couple percent above the previous high and failing. Usually as soon as you get through that high or eventually, right, eventually, maybe it's not as soon as, but eventually it opens up the door to a whole other trading regime. What's it mean if that doesn't happen this time? Well, again, if you go back to what happened in April, that was a 55% drop. And then here we are breaking those highs again, just about, what, two weeks ago. 
I think it's the same kind of thing. And again, this is a function to me of a little bit of an immature market from the perspective of people that participate in it. Hmm. I don't know, Ali, if you're old enough, you might be, to remember the London train bombings after 9-11 and then the Madrid bombings after that. Every time there was a terrorist event in the early 2000s uh, after 9-11, the market sold off, but not as much. And then hmm. came all the way back. Sold off, but not as much. And then came all the way back. That's a market that's maturing based on something that has harmed it in the past. And I think that's what we're seeing in Bitcoin. I think these falls that we're getting after an event actually comes to pass will get uh, more and more shallow as we go along. Interesting. This okay. isn't going to go to 10 million next week, but it is the kind of asset that's either going to be, again, regulated away, which I don't think is going to happen, or it's going to find balance, and we haven't found that yet. Bob, does is the other side of that true then that um, the uh, extent to, to which it expands upon previous highs could also become more muted with time? Absolutely. That's absolutely what's going to happen. And by the way, initially, that's what's going to cause some of the excess selling that happens after new highs, is there's going to be, again, a segment of the Bitcoin and Ether and crypto population in general who says, why isn't it going? It must be failing. Well, just because something's going up, or I'm sorry, isn't going up as fast as you want it to, does not mean that it's failing. It doesn't okay. mean that it's being sold off. Sideways happens all the time within ranges. And I suspect that'll happen as you described it. All right, uh, interesting, Bob. Uh, thanks as always for the thoughts here. I always feel like we are uh, exploring this with an open mind uh, together. So a useful conversation and one that uh, really hinges on a lot of the technical stuff too. So a good mind for that as well. Thanks, Bob Iaccino, founder, chief strategist, path trading partner.